What was it like editing that thing? Was it okay? Really? Did you think it was okay? It sounded like other things you hear. Yeah, it was good. Yeah? Okay. Why are you so worried about it? I don't know. I was really insecure about the whole thing. Because it was $650 on the line? No, I didn't think about the money. I mean, I thought about it like, oh, I want the money. It wasn't that. It was more like, am I good at this? Like, is this, does this make sense? Am I okay? Is this good? Mm, I don't know. A lot of voices that do those things lately are really chill and want to talk to you. And they're like, just really relaxed. I think you're overthinking things. If you want to do voiceover stuff, then don't try to mimic someone else. Maybe you get less work because of it because people are idiots in the creative world and they just want people to sound like everything else that's out there. And that's why capitalism and creativity don't go hand in hand because Mm. ultimately they just want to sell a thing and a thing becomes popular. Then they say, that's it. Copy that. Mimic that. That's what we'll package. That's what we'll sell. You have to be willing to take all the failures and rejections because you don't sound like some generic piece of shit who uh, every other person is trying to I'm fine with that. I'm fine with not sounding generic i feel like the new thing doesn't sound generic that is whereas i feel like i sound a little generic no the new thing is the generic thing that's that's where it lives that's whatever Mm. if if you think that's what you hear everywhere that's the generic thing well i guess i think of it as the popular thing and therefore the the, bookable thing the popular thing is the lamest fucking thing unless you're the one who created well who can't i don't care about it being this is an art this is me getting a job it's still you attached to it I guess you could say that a legal disclaimer read is not you know, part of a creative process, but everything yeah. wants to sound like the NPR vocal fry. May cause breast cancer. And who decides that that's what's popular? That's what we want to hear now. That's what people want to hear. So that's the yeah. only thing we'll use. It's like a mood. It's like the vibe of the people. It's lazy. It's like we're just real relaxed now, and yeah. we're going to tell you about, you know, liver problems heart failure well the whole the whole npr thing that's annoying is this faux modesty where it's like we're going to tell you facts but we're going to pretend that maybe we don't really know those facts because if we presented ourselves as authorities then maybe it would sound like we had big egos and we don't even though the biggest fucking egos (laughs) exist in, in public radio this American life asshole. What's that loser's name? Ira Glass. Ira, yeah. <laughs> My God, you want to talk about the biggest asshole you possibly really? could you ever come across? That guy is so full of himself. Really? But What's I, he like? I do stories about the common folk in Did America. Did you meet him? In passing. Hmm. He's an ass. Yeah. He thinks he's some hot shit. It's like you did a radio show, dude. Great. The content was interesting. It was maybe a little different at the time. You hit on something, human interest stories that have been done forever, except you did them in a more authentic way than like the local news did. Because the local news is like, death, 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 fire, death, death. Here's a person mm-hmm. who makes flower arrangements. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, well, you found the person who makes flower arrangements for a living in the Midwest and did a full-length feature on them. You know, there's value there, but you didn't fucking solve any real problems in the world. And the well, fact that you're... Well, is that what he's setting out to well, do? Well, the fact it went to his head. It went to his mm. head. I'm Ira Glass. I'm a person who cares. I care about everyone. No, you don't. <laughs> you care about yourself. I care about myself. I just want to know 
honestly how I did. You don't. Well, you also don't do a show that pretends to care about other people. That's true. I'm, you could I'm tell nervous. because of the last episode we did where I exposed how shitty of a person I yeah, was. You think Ira Glass would ever talk about his shitty thoughts? No, I'm perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I met all these people in the Midwest. What a bunch of hicks. I never talk about other people in any kind of negative light. That's not who I am. I'm above it. I've risen above. I'm enlightened. I'm one with the universe. The uh, universe and I exist. Like Ira Glass. Matter and consciousness have become one, and it's me. I'm Ira Glass. And this Ira is Glass. This American Life. I always liked, um, what was the NPR show that was like money? This is all, I don't know, but it's old NPR, like when those Boston Car Talk dudes were on. Oh, I loved them. Yeah, those guys are long gone. You know, those yeah, guys aren't they allowed. They're not allowed on. I mean, I think they've retired, but they're also not allowed on anymore. That's not NPR. That's show. not the kind of programming we're going for. Marketplace. I loved Marketplace. I don't know why. I didn't know anything about the Marketplace as far as the world went or the country. But I just loved it. I loved hearing it. I loved hearing all the little sounds that I knew or mean different things are coming up and they're giving you this information. I mean, they did little stories, you know, that were, I love talk radio. I think that's all it was. I was also listening to like morning talk radio. I listened to Neil Bortz. I, I didn't love that show, but I just wanted to hear it. I listened to the, gar the home and garden show. I listened to ah, Tom D. Gregorio, your enemy. <laughs> My enemy? I don't even know who this guy is. Not your real enemy. The one that Tom Eric DiGregorio. Said. No, that was that's just what he says. What's his name? Baker. Oh, Dave Baker. Thank you. <laughs> I get along with Dave Baker just fine. I know. I was I was bringing it up because it was that's how your relationship started. Was this fake fight? Anyway, well, Eric fed me some bullshit about he Dave did. Baker and what things that he was saying. Yeah, I just love talk radio. I listen to podcasts constantly. I just want to hear people talking. What is that? Yeah, because I it's, talk for it, a it's living. much better than music radio. Music radio is lame, especially now. I understand that maybe there was a time and place for music radio where it's like, all right, I got some music going. I want to hear music. But now the fact that people have music radio should not exist in any form at this point because nah, I don't know. Sirius XM is fun to listen to. You get to hear old songs you didn't hear for a long time. OK, fine. But most people know what they want to listen to. You could also find shit that like older oldies music on some Spotify playlist if you wanted. I know. You don't but need. Like, it's you know, so, but it's so um, you would just categorized. Turn, no, no. You would just turn it on and it would be the same thing. I'm playing this playlist or this. There are even stations on there if you wanted music. You don't need Correct. it on radio stations anymore. And I'll give Sirius but, a pass because what else is Sirius going to do? Sirius also does try to supplement with a bunch of talk radio. But music radio terrestrial it should all be talk you should all be trying to do some entertaining content that people can't get elsewhere if it was if it's not if if you're gonna continue to have terrestrial uh music radio then they should localize the djs like they used to be because that is more of a podcasting spirit than what's happening now you know like it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to turn to all talk but it could still play the music, but then you could, like I said, have these localized DJs where people get to know them and they feel connected to something. And that's what podcasts are doing for people. Yeah. Yeah, you feel like you know that DJ. That's what radio... And there's little inside jokes and stuff that they have. But when you have a DJ that does like a region of the country because he's 
part of Clear Channel and does like the southeast, you know, <laughs> then it's not local anymore. And no one's connected. And then they voice track it weeks ahead of time. So it's just so stupid. I hate it. They come on, they come on, you know, in between the songs and say like, oh, somebody farted on the radio. I won't fart on the radio. Blah, blah, blah. Next, you know, third eye blind. Do, 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 do. Part of that also is the creation of program directors and what they wanted their music radio DJs to do, which was yeah. nothing. That came from a real thing I heard, but it was on XM. It was this woman on some stupid channel that I was listening to. It's like, so-and-so farted on his channel. I'm not going to do it. It's stupid. Anyway. Yeah, great. I was like, this is your job? This is what you're getting paid for? I'm glad you that exist. That was nothing. I got yeah. nothing from that. Yeah, I'm glad people like me got kicked off the air so you, you could exist. You yeah. talentless, worthless waste of human. I was really hoping you said goon. I was like tele telekinesising you the word goon. No, it didn't come out. I'm <laughs> sorry. Didn't. Sorry. You, yeah, it's all right. Sometimes it works. Sometimes you no good, talentless, waste of human goon. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. It is my week to pick. People are tired of us talking about our feelings and thoughts, and they just want some kind of tangible subject. And uh, that's what I'm going to give the people, because I give, it. In, I give in to the whims of the listeners instead of doing the show that I want to do, which goes against everything I think we talked about leading up to this in the pre-show about how... People should be true to themselves and not mm-hmm. give in, but whatever. But you we're going to listen to this one comment on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You want you want me to talk about Ikea? That's what we're going to talk about tonight is Ikea. And obviously I'm Buckle in a... Buckle up, buttercup. I'm in a mood. I, I, this has been established already with the pre-show. I know my feelings, uh, you know, right now are wavering with humanity, and I just find it to all be very disappointing. And I'm in that mood quite often. Sometimes I try to be hopeful, and sometimes I try to be a little more positive. Less so because I protect those things. Also, they mean more to me, so they don't come out as often. But I, you know, I, I, maybe maybe this is my brand at this point. Hmm. Is the guy who just gets in moods, and I think that in itself can be lazy and boring. And hopefully, I'm not falling into that trap. But uh, maybe I am. Hopefully, I think. The goal is to at least have enough things to say about something, even if you dislike it, like Ikea, which really disappoints you, Autumn, because you're going to talk about how you dislike Ikea. How can you like Ikea? I went to Ikea Ah. for the first time uh, in years a couple weeks ago because I just wanted some shelves for my wall. And the whole store is a manipulation. The whole thing is just taking you and twisting you into taffy and pulling you, (laughs) stretching you, spitting in your face, telling you, we don't think much of you. That is what Ikea is to me. Because it's not a store where you can just go get the things that you need. You have to go on the ride. You're there. It's like getting off a roller coaster at Six Flags when they force you to go through the gift shop or it's like going to Las Vegas when all you want to do is cross the damn street and you have to go up an escalator and across a bridge and through a mall and then down the escalator. Do you really? Yeah, Las Vegas is the worst. They, you can't just cross the street in Las Vegas. Every, everything is like a bridge over the street that then sends you through uh, retail shops of some sort. I always feel that way when I'm uh, traveling internationally and they make you go through 
the uh, uh, duty-free area. It's like going through a mall to get to whatever gates you need to get to that take you out of the country. I like I I always look around and you and there are people you know lining up to buy some like Swiss chocolate or something. I'm like, this is stupid. Oh, I'm gonna get my Mac, you know, a uh, makeup palette for the same price that I would somewhere else, except I don't have to pay the duty on it. I don't know. It's stupid. It's also people who think that they have to bring something home, either as a gift for other people or just as a souvenir for themselves to remember the trip. And like, why can't you just enjoy the trip? And airports prey on that. Airports prey on the fact that people procrastinate. Like, I got to get something. All right. I'll get some Swiss chocolate here at the airport. Yeah. I got a bag of Werther's Originals. Uh, in England, you can get codeine over the counter. That's what I bought in the airport once. Did you really? I went to the pharmacy and talked to the pharmacist and said, I have a headache. I would like that uh, paracetamol with codeine. Oh. And they and they said, okay. And then I said, <laughs> I better use this all before I get off the plane at home because it's illegal. And they gave me a look. I was like, why did I say that? <laughs> Why did I it's like I'm joking to oh. offset this thing that feels illegal? What well, it is it's not illegal there, but coming home no, with it, but it feels illegal without a prescription. So did you sip it on the plane? Did you get did you get some like did you no make no it it's tablets syrup? it's tablets with oh with Tylenol in it. That's what para, paracetamol is. I think I'm saying that it's 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 the equivalent of acetaminophen mm. in England, uh, and that shit will eat your liver up. So you can't just take them all. You just get off the plane, and no one's really going to say anything. But if they did, then what is this? This is illegal for you to They would have. just confiscate it. They wouldn't arrest you. Oops. But then in yeah. England, they also make you write your name down on a book. Yeah. I uh, was busted bringing in some, like, hamon from Spain. What's that? It's just a cured ham. It's really good. <laughs> You're not allowed to make, bring meat products back. I guess not. Anyway, yes. Ikea. Food items quite often, prepackaged food items they don't want you bringing back. Yeah. Uh, no, Ikea is you go there with, you know how long it took me to get to the shelves? I just wanted shelves, and there were so many misdirections. I wanted wall shelves with some brackets. That's all I was looking for. And there's misdirections because they've got all the rooms set up, and like maybe there's shelves in this room. Maybe I'll find the shelf that I want in this whole layout of this living space in 523 square feet. And you end up looking at all of that, and I don't want that. And then you finally get to the section. I realize after the fact, you run through the whole store. There is a section that just has all the shelves on the wall for you to see at yeah. once. <laughs> and it's near the end. And I felt manipulated. I felt like I was taken on a ride. And they did not give a shit. And I know that part of the appeal that you may say going to Ikea is you get to see that. You follow the arrows on the ground. And it's a little journey through all these different living spaces which has been romanticized by 500 days of summer because they went on a date there. And I get it. I could see how going to Ikea and pretending that you're in a spot in your relationship where you're ready to live together is, uh, and look at all these options we have. Yeah, that could be mm-hmm. fun. And then I also know it served later in the movie as a place where the, it showed that the relationship had fallen apart. <laughs> oh God, that, that, I know we're not going to talk about feelings, but God, that movie gives me feelings. What, is, what kind of feelings? All kinds of it? like tumultuous feelings and love feelings. It's like the extremes in a relationship, that movie. It's so good. 
just visceral. The movie's very visceral. The relation I mean, that movie goes to show how one person just ignored the other person. The one person said the whole time, eh, "I'm not really feeling this or looking for anything, but I'm enjoying this for what it is." And the other person decided to lie. And so he said, "Okay, me too. I'm on the same page." And then his feelings got hurt. I was like, "Look, you were given information." You chose to ignore that information and you went along with it the way you wanted to go along with it and you found yourself in that situation and I can't feel so bad for you. Oh, I, you know, it's not that I, it's not like I feel bad for him. It's that I am him in the, like in the movie. And so I have slipped into this relationship uh, and, and fallen in love accidentally and, you know, wanted it to continue I don't. So, I don't think it was accidentally. From the start, his whole goal was to fall in love. It was it. Yeah. That's what he said. He's like, "I'm going to fall in love with this person." He just thought. But that, then, how could you not with Zoe Deschanel? She's so quirky. Yeah, I mean, surprisingly, I was never a huge fan of hers. Maybe because she was the embodiment of what people would expect me to go for, and I just rebelled yeah. against her for that very reason. Brunette, bang, bang, bang. Yes, I do love the bangs. But anyway, Ikea, they're running around. I, you can tell me why you love it. Tell me why you love. Well, I want to say that I think that your negative opinion or experience came from inexperience. Because I know that you went like on a Saturday, which is a huge mistake. Well, I went you on a Saturday cannot. where there was a line to get in. You had to wait in yeah. line to get in because Saturday, of COVID. during COVID, I mean, that's like, oh, I'm going to this. I'm gonna go to hell in the summer. No, let me tell you this. Because they were limiting the number of people, limiting the number of people that were allowed in, it wasn't as crowded as you would think it would be on a Saturday. There was a long line, but I actually got in there right before the line got crazy. So I waited for 20 minutes to get in. And once I was in, then they're only letting a certain number of people in. I hear what you're saying. Uh, okay. It certainly could have been worse. It was pretty crowded. Um I just, when I was in there, I feel like the whole thing is Ikea saying, you're a moron and you're, oh. we've, we've got you wrapped around our pinky. <sighs> no, see, okay. And then I was going to say the, the other inexperienced thing is that you thought that you had to follow those arrows when you don't, I'm not saying go, go against the arrows, but there are all these little cut throughs yeah, these, that if you, yeah, hmm? they're, they're secret and they're not easy to see. Well, they're easy to see once you know about them. And then once you know to look for them, you know how to get around. And then I guess just through experience, um, I know where things are. Like if you just, if you wanted to see how shelves would look, you know, in those little living spaces, that's one thing that you could do, or I would take you there, you know, or if you just wanted to look at all the shell, I could take you there too. And I would take you the secret way where it's like, it, when you're first entering the Ikea, it wants you to go in this specific order. It wants you to go up to those rooms where you look around, but you don't have to. You can go through the doors that are look like you're not really supposed to go through those doors, but you sure can. And then you're in the section where, you know, and then you cut through, cut through, and then you find it. And you can always look for stuff like that online. And it tells you exactly where it is in that big storage area where you pick up the boxes. So you can go exactly to the aisle and bin that you want to go to. And then you get yourself a frozen yogurt soft serve thing for a dollar and then you've had a great day so you like going there because it makes you feel as though you're better than other people that is what you well, just said well i do love that 
I'm in the know. <laughs> this is a secret club. I've been here enough. I understand the way it works. You fools yes. don't. I do love, uh, well, I th- I've talked about it before where like I love access. And I think that having this, and it's not secret knowledge. It's not like me and a very select few of people. It's still learned knowledge. It's still learned knowledge. You need it. I mean, okay. I, guess all, I guess all knowledge is learned, but you know, I don't want to have to be made. It's, I don't want it, my going shopping to be a quiz. Okay. I, if you, if, if, if you are the kind of person that you are, you need to know yourself. If you're that type of person like Greg and you've never been to Ikea before, you need an Ikea Sherpa. You know, you need a you need someone who has experience that knows the layout that can help you navigate it. Because if you're somebody who doesn't want to deal with the crowds is going to feel manipulated as opposed to helped, which is the way that I view the the directions and the whatever it takes you through is like it's helpful. You want to see different things. Maybe you realize You know, like, oh, look at this. I think this is kind of cool. Maybe I'll, you know, look into that for my living room. I don't know. It's just helpful. It's taking you around. And then you. The Quiver Bajork. The Quiver Bajork. That's the shelf I wanted. Yeah. People love the Swedish names. Quibjork. I mean, the thing is you have to write that down so you can find it later. If you find it in one of those rooms and there are these names that you can't even pronounce. Yeah. You take a picture. It should just be called the Ben. You just take a picture. Or the Jones. Well, so, it is if you're Swedish. You're like, oh, the Svergen. That's the thing. They're really leaning into this. Again, I feel like it was whoever created IKEA really didn't think so much of people. It was the same like the guy who created Jinkos. I know, I, I hope that the guy who created Jinkos was a man who hated kids, who looked at teenagers and said, I fucking can't stand teenagers. Oh, it wasn't. They weren't made for teenagers. And I'm going to create these jeans that are so asinine and ridiculous. They're going to make how these. How did Jinkos start? These are going to maybe they're. These are going to yeah, make people look like idiots and I'm going to make them popular and when all the kids Jinko, are walking around with cuffs on their jeans that are 62 inches in length and they're <laughs> dragging and they're catching pine straw and trash and cigarette butts <laughs> I am going to stand there and point and laugh. And I have to think that the same person who, you know, a, a similar person, not the same person, but a similar person created Ikea. I can send these people around this maze like hamsters in a tube. And they sit there and they watch their cameras like the movie Sliver in some kind of upstairs room. And they just watch the people go through and they point and they laugh and they're amused and they're really proud of themselves. No, that's just your insecurity. <laughs> what's what's the insecurity? Because you're like, they're watching me mess up. They're, they're watching me hate this and they're enjoying it. And they're watching me explore this bedroom for 725 square feet and I'm laying on this bed that a million other people have laid on. Yeah. And then and here's what else they do. I see the kids in Ikea. They put toys mm-hmm. out everywhere. There are toys everywhere. The toys, the toys are well. Everywhere manipulates kids with that bullshit, so it's not just IKEA. But IKEA makes it worse because then the kid wants to drag the stuffed dog around with him. He's (laughs) like, "Look at the stuffed dog I found in the 822 square foot apartment. I want it." And then because it's such a long journey, you know, as a parent, if I take this away now, it's going to be miserable. So, okay, I'm going to let my kid carry this dog around for an hour and a half. So it becomes even more attached to it. And then the fit at the end is even bigger than it would have been. Mm. But I also know if I take it away now, there is going to be a fit. 
And I've got to work my way through all the couches and the pajajorkadus and whatever the other Swedish names are. And then maybe you give in and you just buy that dog. You throw five bucks at the problem. Uh, yeah, and then uh, this kid loves that dog and still sleeps with it at night. Mm, sounds like you're talking from experience. Hmm, sounds like you're talking from experience. I'm not, I'm not speaking from any experience. What are you talking oh. about? I don't know. I watch. I'm observant. I yes, watch. You are. I watch the way. No, the but other you're right. Are. I mean, they do. They do have those like bins of toys, um, things that are low for kids, especially like in that play area. Not as not so much now, I guess, because of you know COVID stuff. But um, wait, the play yeah, area I, where you can drop off your kids to play while you shop. They have toys in there oh, too. Yeah, I do. I, yeah, Ellie loved that. I mean, dropping a kid off to play, that's great, but they have toys for purchase in there, too. There's bins of toys so the kid, when you can oh, pick them. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about in the kid area, not like the kid play place where you drop them off, oh. but like the kid, the ch- child area. I mean, they all that stuff is definitely available for the kid to just pick up and fall in love with, and then you buy. Um, but yeah, the kid play place, um, Ellie was so excited when she was able to go in there. Um, Pete, not so much. He was excited, and then I got I, I dropped them both off, and I was like, ah, da, 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 I'll walk around, and uh, I immediately got a call back saying that he wanted to leave. <laughs> so, but Pete took his first steps in an IKEA, and that's why you're so emotionally attached. That's not why I I was pregnant, walking around with Ellie, trying to get Ellie out. I walked around the IKEA in um, Atlantic Station, just walked my pregnant ass around there, eating a. Eating a, a soft serve. <laughs> Eating a horse ball. I, I love the uh, the uh, Swedish meatball Which dinner that there. you get with um, mashed potatoes and lingonberry. Um, uh, what are they called? Uh, like lingonberry sauce or whatever it is. Chunks. When you put a little bite of each because the, the meatballs have gravy with them. You take a bite of that with the gravy and the mashed potatoes and the lingonberry things, and it tastes like Thanksgiving. Ikea is really... amazing. Yeah, they're really culinary genius. They have these princess cakes that are so good. There are these, like, creamy, um, cakey things, and then they're covered in marzipan, and they're pink, and you get a coffee. You can get this little coffee, this latte coffee, and it's really strong. It's not, like, bitter, but it's just doesn't you can you don't put like milk or sugar in it and it tastes so good because the princess cake is so sweet and then the coffee is so i don't know not sweet and oh it's so awesome well let me put my bitterness aside which exists out of you know me feeling taken advantage of by ikea i will give them credit there is something that people really do enjoy about going on a little journey and feeling like a hamster in a tube like here in New York, quite often on construction sites, when you're on the sidewalk, if they're blocking the sidewalk, they still have to create a new sidewalk for you. So quite often, it becomes this path that goes into the construction area. It's still walled off. But so you're going through this path that's dark and enclosed. And yeah, there's, there's something about it that is appealing. It's like, I've, I I don't know what it is or why people like it. Um, but Ikea certainly preys upon that. And people want to be taken on a journey. And it's compared to another shopping experience, it is laid out for you. And there's a lot to see and a lot to do. And if you just want and to... And a lot to see and, and experience. If like you, just, you can... 
you can pull drawers out you can sit on things you can i don't know it's all very um like a, it's a very tactile yeah uh, it's home like shopping experience it's like an adult home shopping but home decor shopping it's like an adult play area is what it is if you went to the mcdonald's and the kids get to go into the ball pit and the tubes and the slides yeah. and while, while i know those things exist for adults now sadly where they do have adult play areas but you know this is instead of you feeling like a child you're like i'm going through this thing sleep no more for example which is a show that was happening here in new york uh, it was very interactive. You put on a mask. You could follow the actors around through this house that it, it was really like a, it was a hotel. But you know, within that, there were outdoor rooms, and it, you could go explore on your own. You could follow actors around. You could lift up mattresses and go through drawers, and you could go through the cubbies at the behind the desk in the hotel. And I get it. I really enjoyed doing that. I don't even know what the hell the show was about. It's based <laughs> loosely on uh, some Shakespeare play. I can't even remember now. Okay. Because, you know, I just did my own thing and I can appreciate that. But my cynicism kicks in when it's a store for profit, making money. Look at all this stuff. Buy it, buy it, buy it. Reasonably priced. Buy it. Reason they are reasonably priced. Yeah. And it's like Kia's thing, reasonably priced. Get this. Well, get their that. thing is their their especially their thing is not cheap. They specifically say how they're not cheap. They are reasonably priced. Yeah, and their stuff's fine. I have this IKEA shelf next to me that I've had for decades. It holds up yeah, just it's, fine. Yeah, it's very decent. It doesn't... I mean, you have to put it together properly. And if you fuck around, I, then it doesn't go together properly. And then you, it's, quote, junk. But if you follow the directions, don't use, you know, industrial tools with it. Like, you know, because... The, their stuff is not made for the American sensibility it creeps of using a drill. It creeps me out that it's wood pegs and a soft mallet and pictures, no words. Of, I love that. Of a good, I love putting IKEA stuff together. I know people think it's. I love it. Of a it goofy is not man. Hard. Of a goofy. Um, looks like an amoeba. I know. What is he? He has Amorphous. like his head and his nose are the same thing. Follow, his head is his nose? It's not a person you would follow uh, in any course of your life, anywhere, no. except for the Ikea instru- instructions. Okay, I'll follow. He seems friendly. Because he but has to But if he were be. a real man coming to help put something together, it would be a be nightmare. He for has you. to be friendly because he has nothing else to offer. Here's a bent screwdriver. <laughs> and I, I, again, I can understand the appeal to putting something together simply. But you have to do it right, like you said. There's no fixes yeah. if you screw it up. It kind of is what it is at that point. Uh, like even my bookshelf is actually upside down. I didn't realize that <laughs> one side was the bottom and one side was the top, and it's just been upside down for decades. Yeah, I mean, maybe it just comes with experience in putting together the furniture that you do have to think about directionality, or you'll end up accidentally attaching like you said one side to the wrong thing and then it's like well it's already put together <laughs> yeah um you know about that buy 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 thing that you were saying with ikea and maybe just everything's got know. a tag everything you see you can find somewhere in this giant store that's but, on that's a remote island that's not connected to anything else you're here you're stuck here they're they they started um uh in a 
larger sense. I think they've been doing it in specific stores, but they're releasing it not in the U.S., but in a majority of their, um, I guess, other stores. They're doing a buyback program where you can bring back your items and after you've already used them, you know, and you want to get something else or maybe you can't use it anymore because you're moving, you can take it back and they'll give you 50% of what you paid for it. And then they'll resell it to people who don't want to pay as much for the, you know, the, what is that bookshelf? It's all called this. It's, it's called, it's got like, it's been around for like 50 years. I can't remember what it's called. Like the brother or something. Um, one with the cube. Uh, yeah. Spaces. Yeah. Ball axe or something. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. It sounds about right. Yeah. So they, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll take stuff like that back as long as it's decent and they'll sell it uh second hand and then you can get it cheaper. And I think that's, really cool and it was it the the it's meant to decrease um like waste oh yeah great good for them their whole stores are waste they need no, a how huge that? they need a huge plot of land to, to build this specialized that store that's true i was and all the construction materials probably, yeah how much money they make um all of the stuff that they're doing and how i don't think of them as a walmart and I think it's because of that cheap versus reasonably priced. Walmart is a ch- cheap, capital C H E A P, cheap. Yeah, so start. Whereas that shit will fall apart. You walk too hard. Years of just normal walking on your floors, the vibrations cause that furniture to fall apart. From Walmart? Yeah, and Target. Target's bad. Target does yeah, not have good I wouldn't furniture. buy furniture from Target, and even little stands nightstand or really and targets awful which shouldn't be a surprise it does blow my mind at ikea that there are things when i did go that are still being sold that mm-hmm. i bought when i lived in atlanta and went to that ikea when that one opened remember when that opened yeah and atlanta said we're the big time that was now a big deal we're a real city now we got an ikea and they all do look the same you've been to my when ikea you've been to them all which i guess which is great yeah, I guess there's something comforting about that. But I, cousin, I saw items. I saw sorry. lamps and shelves and shit that I have. And I've been in New York for 13 years. And it's the first time I've been to an Ikea here in New York since I moved here. And it's like, this is all still here. Some of this has never even changed. I feel like it's a warp zone back to I 2005. <laughs> but they also have like billions of new things since... 2012 and those carts where all the wheels turn god i cannot i have zero control over those carts see and then when i, I got was you. pregnant I've when i was pregnant yeah okay this is something this is a negative for me when i was pregnant and my like uh, center of gravity was all messed up i literally like i could not steer the cart. i was running into stuff I, I was running into people i was i thought about abandoning the cart and just carrying the things because i i could not do it at that point you could have gotten one of those blue bags we don't have actual bags here at ikea but you can buy one of our big blue i don't even know what that material is plastic burlap yeah and some of them are yellow you can buy one of these I don't know the difference. where the sides aren't that tall and all your shit will fall out but those are a popular item oh we're not wasteful I know. If but we put they this must, no no they make everything for a reason so there must be some reason why maximize profits. It's an oddly shaped bag. They're, I trust IKEA. They're the best at max. I bet if you could look at profit margins, the way they operate, and I bet they're the best at it. 
Which, There's something to like. Which fine, but to put it on people like we're doing it for the environment, we're eco-friendly. No, you're not. No, you're not. You serve yes, you serve are. us horse balls. You lied to us, and you said these are Swedish meatballs, and they were horse meat. That was probably like one store out in some fjord, and they couldn't get the meat delivery. And so, in that region, they're used to eating horse. You sold us horse, which, by the way, is a very popular animal to eat. And yeah. the U.S. is one of the biggest exporters of horse. We just don't. Really? We just don't eat it here. Do we make? Do we breed horses for eating? Like yeah, we apparently, apparently they're being slaughtered everywhere. We well, I understand. Like horses are well. Eat them. Very lean. But I'm saying, like, but there's, it's that fat I know that, that makes it tasty. saying there's no i don't feel like there are farms that are like yeah these are meat horses these are these are like what is horse meat called horse meat no it has to have a fancy name like venison or beef or Uh, it's called uh cheveline 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 c-h-e-v-a-l-i-n-e looks like beef but darker with coarser grain and yellow fat ew Yellow fat sounds gross. Yellow fat sounds like human fat. U.S. exports of horse meat, fresh, chilled, or frozen, decreased 100% from 13.24 million to 12.32 million through the first eight months of 2020 when it compared to the same, uh, you know, whenever it's 2020. Yeah, no wonder. Does Taco Bell use horse meat? Taco Bell has officially joined the Horse Meat Club. The fast food chain subsidiary of Yum Brands says it has found horse meat in some of the ground beef it sells in the United Kingdom. Oh, the British Food Standards Agency. The the thing is, eating horse isn't really that gross. It probably is no. It, to me, eating a cow, a horse, what is the difference? Except for some reason, we love horses because they're good work animals and friends. So it's like eating a dog at that point. They have those beautiful legs. In many countries, uh, so horse meat's been outlawed in even pet food here. It's still strange because people eat it. And there's a whole article here, The Troubled History of Horse Meat in America. Yeah, this is a topic that I, I want to, maybe we'll talk about it next week where I <laughs> want to talk about like ve- vegetarianism, you know, because there is this weird, there are these weird lines for what we deem okay to kill and consume. Sorry, I'm Even listening. when it comes I, to like I, bugs, you know, we're like, a ladybug is so sweet, but fuck this beetle. Yeah, it is strange that people draw the distinctions, but it, like you said, horses are beautiful, ladybugs are nice looking, some other but bugs But cows are, ugly. are really sweet. Yeah, who cares? They're ugly. They're not ugly, they're cute. I'm trying to figure it out here. So it, it was saying that under the Trump administration, they want to cut a budget, the Bureau of Land Management uses for the care of wild horses. Instead of paying to feed those horses, Trump wanted to lift a restriction preventing the sale of American Mustangs to horse meat dealers who wow. supply Canadian and Mexican slaughterhouses. So it looks like maybe the horses aren't killed here. Maybe they're raised here. They're sent off to other slaughterhouses. And then there are wild Mustangs that are protected at this point. That, that makes sense. That Trump wanted to say, eh, get rid of those two. Oh, he was saying that the wild Mustangs are allowed should be, should be shipped oh, off also. No, that's, that shouldn't happen. So, I mean, the point is a lot of people still eat horses. So finding horse meat in a meatball, I know isn't really the end of the world, but yeah. it is a strange thing that Ikea did. I don't care. Like I said, take a little bite of that meatball with the gravy and mashed potato Lincoln bar Thanksgiving dinner. 
It's also where Thanksgiving dinner in January. I mean, in July. I was at an Ikea with you in 2014 when I found Mm. out Philip Seymour Hoffman died. That's right. It was also on my birthday. I was at my met an Ikea with you on my birthday. Mm. But uh, Philip, Philip dead. So, you know, I've I've got that tied to my memory and my, my views of an Ikea, too. My one of my favorite actors. I was a big fan of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Maybe it's so fine. now it's ruined for you there. I remember clear as day finding that out. I know it. Yeah. We were eating. Horse meat, probably. We were, we were having yeah, the horse meat Thanksgiving. Um I mean look, I know I'm ranty about it. It offers a service. We've got some good furniture. It's accessible to most people. Yeah, and the the kids stuff is pretty whimsical and kind of fun. There's things that you can't really find in other places that sell bullshit for kids. You know, there's like just neat sort of fun things in there for kids in the kids section. Like if you want to decorate their room in a certain way, they have a lot of space saving stuff um, that is also difficult to find or just made or, you know, like, I don't want to go to one of those furniture stores, you know, where it's like the family run business, God forbid. <laughs> but it's like they come up to you and they're like, well, I got a dining room set. And you're like, just I don't know. I want to walk around Ikea. I want to be herded. Like, a, like the cow. You are left alone. I want to feel, I want to feel comfortable but with um, the without. You know, the choice of where to go. It t- it's telling me where to go. I'll just go that way. And then I want to see all the rooms. Like, wow, 350 square feet. Wow. And then I want to get a soft serve at the end for a dollar. Oh, is savory your thing? Have a hot dog or a slice of pizza also for a dollar. I will give you that they leave you alone, which I can really appreciate. Yeah. I like that. I don't want to be bothered. Like you said, you go to a Bob's discount furniture. Mm-hmm. Hey, what you in the market for today? Or if you know, we're having a sale on, you know, loungers. Living down south, I'm sure that the Wolfman and Donna really probably harass people who came into the store. Well, and they get commission, right? The salespeople there. <laughs> the Wolfman gets commission, yeah, on his own store. Ask for Donna. Is she dead? Where's Donna? They're probably both dead, right? Really? The wolf the wolf man. What was is that dead. show? What was that what was that show called? What was that store called? Their store? Yeah. Gallery Furniture. That's right. Ask for the Wolf Man. Doyle Rogers, known as the Wolf Man. He died. Uh, here's his obituary. Oh. Doyle Rogers, I'm sure it was a while ago. He was only sixty seven. Wow, why? He never quite recovered from a heart attack he suffered at his Smyrna home. I know it's Smyrna. Smyrna. And his daughter Donna. Oh, Donna was his daughter. Yeah, you didn't know that. No, I thought they were lovers. Oh. I thought oh, I thought that was supposed to be the dynamic, like there was oh, something. Oh no, it's his daughter. Something nefarious going on. The website for their that was gallery furniture is askforthewolfman.com. <laughs> Uh, this is way too sleek this website well because he died in 2004 he's been dead for a very long time he probably would have never approved ask yeah but what about Donna where's Donna 
I'm going to look in the very top of this website. It says, what are you looking for? I'm going to write Donna and see what I get. Donna Anderson. Oh, it's just some Donnelly based signature design by Ashley fire pit. (laughs) Let's see. Donna Anderson. I don't know. I don't want to spend the whole show. Whatever happened to Donna and the Wolfman? This is from 2016. So here you go. This is four years ago. Donna uh-huh. played a DVD of her past for her oldest daughter. The hair, her daughter says. Oh, oh, it was really bad and really big. Then she softened. It was the 80s. I thought I was looking really good. Okay, what has happened to them? Uh, they were during on during Atlanta Braves games. After Rogers died in 2004, Anderson made a couple of commercials with her brothers, then stopped. It didn't quite feel right. Now she's thinking about launching a new gallery furniture ad campaign and is recruiting some famous people whom she won't name for cameos. She hopes it will start this summer. Yeah, I hope she never <laughs> did. I don't think she ever did that. Maybe she did. I haven't been living in Atlanta, but I don't know if anyone's listening to the show who's never lived in the Atlanta area. This was just... Oh, that's a good point. It was just a prominent local business. You know, we'll those post people, it on our One Topic Facebook page. You know those people. They always, they're all over TV. They've just shotgunned their cells across local media. And uh, Scattershot and mm-hmm. yeah, the Wolfman and Donna. And I'm sure you walked in. And I bet the Wolfman had an ego. I bet I bet part of the thing was, you buy this couch, I'll take you to see the Wolfman. Come on. <gasps> yeah, you want to meet the Wolfman? Buy this couch. and he's Or like every salesperson was sick of people walking in like, hey, is Donna here? Where's the Wolfman? You're like, ugh, he's not here. He's never here. Anyway. I wonder if that is. We have a, a love seat sectional for sale. Yeah. I wonder if that's a trade-off. It's like you get to be that famous and then people come in looking for you. Like if Ikea put that goofball blobby man mm-hmm. as a a real person, if that was a real person, maybe people would show up to the store and looking for him. That's the man from the wordless guides and how to build your furniture. <laughs> you think I'm stupid? That's what that's this is it. This is why I'm down. They think that people are stupid. They want I swear they watch them. They watch them go through the stores. They laugh at them. They laugh at the fact that they're using instruction manuals without words. The whole thing is just they created it to prove how dumb people are. And I'm not falling for it anymore. Hmm. I'm not falling for it. And they're and they're maximizing their profits. This is the thing. You know, at some point, God bus- forbid, God forbid they maximize profits. Business, at su- it's crossing a line on them. Business is being run at some point to make as much money as possible. But then the people get so cocky, they say, we're going to treat the people we take money from like fucking morons. And they're still going to give us our money. And I think that's what Ikea has done. Um, putting out an instruction manual with zero words in it is not assuming that your customers are morons. What is that assuming? Why can't you put words in there and how to do it? Yeah, because you know what? You have to have a certain intellect and intelligence <laughs> to uh, get around the uh, the IKEA uh, strategically and uh, efficiently. And then also to be able to put together uh, said furniture in um, the proper way. And that's me. So a child's I, I really book. see Ikea as an affirmation to my intelligence and my cleverness. Ow. Sorry, I was biting into it. That was your ego? Piece of just, plastic. Ow, ow I'm that, wrong. That was Ugh. a tooth breaking. 
Um, Did your tooth really break? I don't know. Maybe. I'll check it later. Could have broke. I think it was more so the, the pen and the plastic that okay. broke. Okay. Good. Okay. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I just. Yeah, I know. I I feel like it's a children's picture book. I'm not trying to change your mind. You can have your opinion on on IKEA. I will say I like the lighting section. I can think it's wrong, and you can think that I can have my opinion, and you can think mine is wrong. I like the lighting section. I've always been a, a fan of the lighting section. I think the wall art is cheesy and gross, and whenever you see something in a person's house, even if you don't know for sure, you can say that's IKEA art. I know, and I have well. Mm, there's a lot of bad art that you can buy for your house. That's like just interesting looking enough to not be hotel art, but still I have an aversion to art that has no meaning, you know, that has no story behind it. It's like, Oh, where'd you get this? Like home goods. You're like, Oh, okay. That's boring. You don't want mass produced art. Unless it's something that's like deeply, meaningful to you and you have something that had you know like this was my grandmother's favorite painting and i saw it in an ikea and i got it but otherwise if it's just like i don't know a foggy wooded scene you know there's three pictures and they're different foggy wood it's like that that might look good but does it really have it's just it's um it's empty and that's i feel like art especially and it it giving you something in your home is i don't know Maybe it contributes to the emptiness we all feel in a way. They always do that thing where it's like a prominent part of the picture that's in color and the rest is black and white. Mm. It's like a, New like York a little girl with a rose or something. You know, or a New York City street and the taxi's yellow and everything else is black and white. And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Cool. Way to go. Who designs those things? Catlanta? I bet Catlanta has gotten <laughs> don't, involved. Don't, get, don't, don't do that. Oh, he's such an original. No, he's not. He's a mass produced. He wants as much money as he can get. Why are you giving me the signal to wrap it up? I don't know. It feels like a good time to wrap up. You feel like we've run out of things to say. I don't think we've run out. Um, I think that we've wrapped it in a nice way. Listen, I give you the signal so we don't have to have these conversations. I know. It's fine. I just, uh, you know, I was in a mood. I was in a mood and this is what happened. But it's fine. I, I think it summed up my, my thoughts on Ikea. You softened up. You softened your opinion. You can still, you know. I like you the went lights. Back I like the lighting section. Yeah. I don't like the fake plants. But they have real plants there too, which is weird. The kitchen section is all right. Plants? Yeah, you can get a lot of bullshit for your kitchen. Yeah, that's cool. They're, oh, you know what? They're, this is something weird and specific, but their garlic press is number one. Yeah, you've had a lot of experiences with garlic presses. That garlic press is it. Okay. It has like it, it's it's sturdy, it's thick. The little the little thing that you put the garlic in, it, it it's like a little um it's almost like a thimble. It comes out so that you can wash it properly instead of it like just being stuck in there or being like one contraption. It's like two pieces. It is the best. Highly recommend. 4 stars. Okay. Noted. Five stars? Note five, sure. Make a scale Ten. seven. I don't know how many, whatever, the highest amount of stars. 582. Okay. Thank you for listening to One Topic. Uh, like and subscribe, rate and review. We want more people to review us on iTunes. So if you haven't done that yet, go check it out and give us a review and tell us what you think. Unless it's shitty and don't do that. Um, 
support our sponsor, HoffmanPepper.com. You can get uh, 15% off some really great locally made in Chattanooga hot sauce. Um, use the code one topic 15 and check out our Facebook page this week because I'm going to post uh, the gallery furniture commercial. I'm going to post Pete's first steps in the Ikea and uh, maybe I'll try and find a picture of that Ikea instructions guy nose head. And a lot body. of supplementary material coming along with right. this week's show. Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without Mm. any additives or extracts, a company that uses local peppers so it's as fresh as possible, and a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm-mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what? Let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's got to be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients. What? zero fillers, additives, or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hoff Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana-style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no. Tell me, please, now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code 1TOPIC15. Hold on. That's... Yes. Get a pen and paper. 1TOPIC15. Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome.